It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Clip in, set yourself free. Come on and take a ride with me. You know what you need to know and what's it all about. Welcome to the Clip Out, episode 51. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Hi. Hi. I don't know. 51. Yeah, I know. It's not as exciting as 50. I know. It's like, now, we'll now we're over the hill. One cart. We're short of a full deck. <laughs> okay. I'll take it. So we're coming up on another weekend. That's how it works. It does. That is the way time works. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you have in store for people this week? We have... Some interest. We have a follow up to our conversation last week about labiaplasty. Yes, <laughs> and uh, we also have uh, an update about the bike. An update has been released. I was going to say, like, I think by virtue of definition, every episode is an update about the bike. Yeah, <laughs> the bike has a n- new thing that you can do. Okay, um, and then we also, of course, have our. Inspiring and exciting interview with Megan Yarnell. Awesome. Well, cool. Well, before we get to that, uh, some shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on iTunes. You can go there, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, so if you if you like what you hear, the least you could do. Well, I guess the least you could do would be nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the that's least, the least, you, least could you could do. Yeah, but next to that, the least you could do is just swing on by the uh, the old iTunes. Yeah, and uh, leave a little review. Yeah, would would you like to hear one? I absolutely would. So uh, I I got a new computer, so I'm waiting for it to boot up. So I'm doing this one from memory, but this is uh, from uh, Tom's Awesome. It was the the username. Oh, okay. And it said uh, like he's really great. I like him a lot. <laughs> he should never ride the bike. It sounds like something that you would write. Did no, you did I, you write your own review? No, no. <laughs> what? Why? I'm I'm. If I had pearls, I'd be clutching them. <laughs> no, never. And then it goes on to a, like just a an oddly specific list of certain things I would like you to do. It's weird, but uh, I but it's I don't know where it came from. Mm. I don't even have an iPhone. Mm. Interesting. I'm a Google guy. Yeah. So yeah. Well, uh, how about you read a real review? You mean another review? (laughs) (laughs) One that's real. Because I promise you that one was real. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. But uh, I will read another review. Is that that a good compromise? As long as it's real. (laughs) It will also be a real review. I I have a feeling we're going to hear some differences between the two but okay well i would it would be weird if a lot of people were writing things like that that would be yeah i can only think of one that would be <laughs> uncomfortable so i would hope that they're not all like that although i would understand if they were okay so this one this other totally real review uh-huh. which is also real right right is from uh c toddy I wonder if donuts will be mentioned I don't know And uh, they say seriously The best spot for Peloton info and updates Enjoyable to listen to Especially when we get A squee out of half Of what is a great duo Good work all around So thank you 
Ah, thank you, Chris Merrill. Thank you for You're awesome. An additional <laughs> real and authentic <laughs> verified <laughs> review. Mm-hmm. So uh if you would like to leave your own real authentic verified review, you can do that at iTunes and uh we will get around to reading eventually, unless you say something really douchey. <laughs> we skip over the douchey ones. So well, yeah. But if you love something douchey, you probably didn't listen long enough to hear us read it. So like If you love something douchey, just go leave it on the OPP. Yeah, that's what it's there for. <laughs> so uh so there. Uh, also don't forget uh, we have a Facebook page. You can go there, Facebook.com slash the clipout. Stay up to date on things throughout the week, and you can even check out our website at the clipout. Dot com. So there, things have been shamelessly plugged. Uh, <laughs> I guess we can uh, we can dig in. All right, it's time for news of the Peloton. So I guess probably the most important mm-hmm. thing we could cover this mm-hmm. week is your cooch. <laughs> uh, well, not my cooch no. specifically. No, Lee, I like yours uncovered. Uh, so. I think we really should lead with what's the most important story we could possibly cover, which is that I was right. I, I, I like, shockingly, so, wait, you wait, were. Sho- why would the word shockingly? That's an odd adjective to put in front of the uh, description of me being right. So last week, <laughs> you're in a real humble role today. <laughs> last week <laughs> we discussed. The fact that there's a plastic surgeon whose name escapes me, and they're offering labia surgery, labiaplasty, labiaplasty. Uh, if uh, if maybe it's kind of causing discomfort when you ride the bike, and and then also it would make your lady business look better in yoga pants. Apparently, also, so it would make if you're wearing the super tight yoga pants, your lady business would look. Vagtastic And uh, TM I'm trademarking that Vagtastic Vag-tastic. That's mine okay. I own that now okay. So just don't go Getting any ideas out there Okay That one's on That one's me Okay So uh, so I said As a guy I just thought There'd be something That like You could kind of Put in there To stop that That the, the whole The whole camel toe Thing from occurring You you did say that And I was Roundly Mocked You You were you were as it was a ridiculous notion. Yes, and I but I said it was like a like a glue dot <laughs> women to keep their their dresses from <laughs> exposing the other <laughs> two thirds of the lady business. <laughs> two thirds. I took a math class, <laughs> so it turn, turns out according to um, one of our listeners, our my new favorite listener, Evan Cooperman. Sent me a link And uh, he, he says It's a link to a company called Braza And there is a, pro- a there is a product That's called Braza Camel <laughs> And uh, It's a little pad that you stick over Bloop You put it on your, your stuff yeah. Your pants or whatever you're wearing Like if it's a swimsuit or a bodysuit Or leggings You put it on there and then it smooths things out just keeps it nice and smooth. Yes. Bloop. That's the noise it makes when you put on. Bloop. Yes. So. And I think there's a real missed opportunity. It should have been called a camel sock. <laughs> so I what was, do you put on a camel toe? I, I ran a camel that. Sock. I ran that by a couple ladies, and they said that sounded more like something that would be for a guy. 
And then it became a camel trunk, and off they went in a whole nother. We devolved. Camels don't have trunks. Yeah. Those are elephants. Oh, no. I'm sorry. It was the hump sock. That's what it became. Well, (laughs) depending on how good you look in the yoga pants, (laughs) I could maybe use a hump sock. (laughs) So, yeah, it it devolved quickly, but they, they weren't impressed with that. So. I'm just saying, logically speaking, you cover your toes with socks. Yeah. So I I loved our response that we got on Twitter. The emoticons of a camel and some feet yeah. made my day. Like that freaking made my day. It was like a. It was like an ad for a. The new movie Blockers yeah. <laughs> They're trying to figure out the emoticons That the kids use Why is there an eggplant next to this camel oh. That was actually funnier Than I thought it would be So I guess uh, Before we wrap up this portion This mm-hmm. is probably the part where you would want to Issue an apology to me Because I was right um, Yeah I, I I'm good <laughs> I mean apology seems strong I think I think a strong apology is appropriate I think I think saying wow Shockingly you were right seems appropriate And I said that <laughs> I know more about You guessed more And let's be honest It's because you think like a guy Because <laughs> you're a guy Yeah last, last I checked So yeah that's why Okay well, I guess we will uh, tiptoe out of camel tiptoe out of our <laughs> PG thirteen portion of the show. Okay. <laughs> so the cheer fairy underwent a procedure of sorts. She did. Yeah, she had she had a medical procedure this week, and uh, I I we don't usually do this. We don't usually do this, but we had a special request. Uh, from from the folks at JJ's crew, and right. they asked for us to send their love and care out to Lisa Carlson and tell her to heal quickly. And of course, we at the clip out agree. We want her back on that bike cheering as soon as possible. Absolutely. But Lisa, only when it's safe. Don't hop on that bike until you're ready. Absolutely. So take care, Lisa. There's been a lot of talk on the OPP about privacy issues. Have mm-hmm. you noticed that? No, I, I'm, everybody has me blocked. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> for privacy reasons, you can do that on on Facebook, but you can't do that on Peloton, right? Because if somebody follows you, they follow you, and you can't you can't do anything about it. Just ask Hugh Jackman. Yeah, poor Hugh and Rob Lowe. <laughs> <laughs> However, it was noted this week that on the app there is a new feature that you can remove your followers. Interesting. So, the thought process is that, that that's going to be rolling out at yes, some point. That's just a guess. But I mean, I, I feel it's pretty logical. Yeah. Guess. So I think that's going to be coming to a bike near you very so soon. Could you log into the app and remove followers and then they'll disappear on the bike? I think so. Okay. Um, but not everybody has a device in which you can log into the app because remember, oh, that's it's right. only it's... on Apple devices. That's a whole nother thing. Yeah. I'll open. start to open up that can yeah, of worms. It's not even good. Yeah. Because who wants worms in their apples? But I will say there was a job opening this week and it's, I'm just saying it's for an Android developer. Now do with that what you will. Look at that. I don't know what it means. It means that they're looking for an Android developer. Well, but it, but does it mean it's for the app? Because sure. because obviously their entire enterprise works on an Android tablet, right? So it doesn't mean that it's for. But but it also could mean that. So we don't know. 
We don't know Fingers crossed Yes That way it will be everywhere It would be amazing Except for that one Poor son of a bitch With a blackberry <laughs> All by himself On his Peloton Nobody with a Blackberry is on a Peloton <laughs> Are you kidding me Like if you like Technology enough To buy a Peloton Then you would have Gotten rid of that thing Like a decade ago His ringtone Is a sad trombone <laughs> <laughs> A few weeks back One of our listeners Joel Berkowitz had a wonderful idea But we've been so packed with stuff We haven't got a chance to get around to discussing it It's true Well, Joel This is your lucky day <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know Should I read this? It's pretty long Should I read it? Sure Okay In case you didn't see it Folks out there Joel Berkowitz says Okay, Tom and Crystal You guys are just doing this amazeballs job on the clip out 48 street weeks loads of great interviews lots of great information and maybe even a buck or two off internet clip out swag and maybe just maybe an ad dollar if tom can finally figure out how to monetize the show with an advertiser now consider this you guys can double your audience by having tom become admin of the official non no rides peloton rider page for every dedicated Peloton writer, there's at least one or two bitter spouse, partner, friend, child that cannot take one more PR ride attempt, one more milestone, 100, 150, 200, 250, et cetera, et cetera. One more night of hearing how you did a double today. One more day of hearing how you have everyone on the OPP is an asshole, but everyone in my tribe crew group is super cool. One more package showing up from FedEx with Peloton shirts, pants, water bottles, shoes, et cetera, et cetera. Just think how much Facebook participation he could Get from non-writers bitching about their significant others always ruining family events by writing charity rides, specialty rides, Olympic rides, turkey rides. Give me a break. How sick are these poor folks hearing us talk about how great Robin, Jess, Jen, JSS, Hannah, Allie, Christine, Emma, and the guys, Matt, Dennis, Cody, Alex, and did I forget? Let me go back and repeat their names again. And who in their right mind would ever want to take vacation time in New York City in February just to ride a freaking bike that goes nowhere? Tom, this could be considered not only a wealth of data, but a wealth of raw emotion as well. I think your first interview could be with a member of the Peloton cult that got out and has been deprogrammed. Who knows? Has that happened? I don't think that's I haven't occurred. found this person. <laughs> who knows? They may even support your view of non-exercise after their experience. If you decide to take this on, remember, I get... First dibs on credit and royalties. The wheel is in your court. Remember, stay off the bike. <laughs> you know how they have the website is one Peloton. Yes. We can do non-Peloton. Non-Peloton. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, go buy the domain. Yeah. I think JV's doing it right now. You click, 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 click. No, you don't. <laughs> like how politicians buy all that, all that. Flywheel probably already bought it. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you. Yeah. That was great stuff, Joel. So funny. Really glad to see this. And I think it's actually a pretty funny idea for a group. Uh, I think that there probably would be some participation. But the people who don't ride are probably may not be on Facebook. They may they may not be like they don't even want to associate yeah. with people who associate with other people on the Peloton. It's like how they have football widows, <laughs> Peloton widowers. <laughs> well, thank you. Yes, there was a big MSNBC interview. With John Foley this week There was Oh He, he was just talking up a storm I think Hope this, he doesn't get all talked out we got, I know We gotta talk to him for like a whole hour coming up and We've got four weeks in one day Dude needs to slow his roll I know Slow down John I, we, we were promised an exclusive <laughs> We weren't promised anything Tom. In my head we were <laughs> You're the only people who interview John in this room 
Ever. Bet- between five and six. <laughs> yeah, for that hour, we yes. are exclusive. Besides the other people in the room. Well, they're allowed to listen. Yeah, and he might ask them to add questions at the end. But I will I, I don't knock know. the mic right out of his hand. <laughs> he tries that. You go rogue on me, Foley. <laughs> So uh, Where were we going with that MSNBC MSNBC Yeah I think this might be My favorite My favorite little clip About Peloton Thus far It like really peeled back The layers It really got deep Yeah you got to Kind of see how the sausage Was made It was fascinating to hear That he really didn't feel Like the company was on Like super solid footing Until just a few months ago Yeah he said He said in the video Four months ago Now I don't know When the video was taken Obviously Yeah six and a half years ago (laughs) Not true but it said it said the video said that he for like five and a half years has been, eh, you know, and he just gets up every day and he's been doing it anyway. And you know what? I, I found it really enlightening. Like, OK, so now if we think back to some of our, our other interviews, right, we think back, like, for example, Jill Foley, when she talked about how they couldn't put all the resources toward the boutique. Y'all calm down. They're doing the best they can. <laughs> like they're trying to get us this bike and they're trying to get us this tread. And like the boutique is just not at the top of the list. And and it's an afterthought. And it should be because they're a content provider. Like that's right. what we want. I mean, yes, we want their stuff, sure. too. But if they can only do one or the other. OK, you guys go ahead if and work the content on the technology. starts to suck. Nobody's going to want the t-shirts to talk about the content Right, but it puts it in perspective You know, in a different way It's like, oh, okay, well then This this explains Like, I think people think that just because they've been valued so high That they are just rolling in cash They're just sitting there Rolling, he's probably just got it all spread out On that conference room table He's He's using $20 bills to light his $100 bills (laughs) That's how I I also have a vision of him In a little Scrooge McDuck outfit (laughs) Does he have the monocle? Yeah, and he's just diving into a big Big vat of Gold coins (laughs) Well, I think that this this, uh, Video proves that he's not And he didn't He doesn't even have a Scottish accent So I was like, boom, this illusion destroyed (laughs) Uh, It was it was a really good video, though It is out at facebook.com slash the clip out If you haven't had a chance to see it, you absolutely should Speaking of John Foley and our upcoming interview Yes HRI is getting ever closer Yes And uh, and Tom LaBelle is (laughs) having his his Famous his, His big party Yes I can't wait that was a lot of fun last year. Oh my god! And that I'm was not so a party guy. Like I'm not. I'd like. It was a blast. It was, and I got a little liquored up. You did. I got just a little. I'm pretty sure somebody's gonna make sure there's fireball in that room just for you. And I don't know what they were putting that fireball in besides know. my belly, but uh, <laughs> it was it was tasty. But I'm not a big drinker. I no. know with a last name like O'Keefe, you think I've been genetically bred to drink. I mean that's well, you can drink a lot. I can, when I put my mind to it, it's kind of surprising for somebody who rarely drinks how much I can put back is. and it still is be upright. <laughs> and uh, if you think I'm funny. Or annoying now I promise you whatever your take is It's ten times more when it I'm drinking It is magnified yeah. it is Absolutely entertaining yeah. like So yeah. if, if you think I'm funny now you will love That if you hate me you're gonna hate me even More <laughs> I'm just putting that out there Full but we, disclosure but we are so excited And I hope I hope a lot of people are coming To this party I know that uh, I know he's got like a ton of people coming but I don't I don't know if our listeners are coming and I would love To be able yeah. to hang out and meet them So if you don't already have a reservation on that, contact Tom LaBelle ASAP and hop on that bandwagon because we want to see you. And the best part is, like, if you live in town or you live in the area, this isn't 
This like, isn't part of HRI, right. so you can still go. Yeah, you can absolutely still go. This is a, this is an ancillary thing, and like when you see the ticket price, and like just know that like that includes food and an open bar, like hors d'oeuvres, and uh, and an, and an open bar, and then he had prizes. Yes. And last year, like I, we can't make any promises on his behalf, but last year, like an instructor showed up. Yeah. And there was an open bar. Yes. <laughs> was there an open bar? I think so. <laughs> if memory serves, I don't have a lot of memory of that night, but there was. At one point, I was legally declared a Kennedy. That's how drunk I was. Uh, it was a great time. So we hope you can make it. And even if you're not able to go to HRI, we hope you can make it. <laughs> Absolutely. And if you need to know how to get tickets to that, if you if we've talked you into it, hopefully we haven't talked anybody out of it. Uh, if we've talked you into it, we'll post information on how to get tickets at facebook.com slash the clip out. Absolutely. Checking in with the Peloton community. Joining us via Skype phone today is Megan Yarnell. Hey, Megan, how's it going? Hello, good. How are you? So glad you are here. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. How did you find your way to Peloton? Okay, so you know, I actually have kind of um, a weird story with my journey to Peloton, and I'll, I'll kind of start off. It it started on October 13th of 2016, and that was the day that my daughter was diagnosed with this syndrome, which took me two and a half years to get her diagnosis. So I remember I got the phone call at like one o'clock in the afternoon. And for two and a half years prior to that, I was constantly fighting doctors. I was fighting insurance companies and I was fighting therapists because nobody could tell me what was happening with my kid. People were saying I was crazy. It was just like this big, huge demise of of me. It was like, I didn't know what else to do besides fight people. So at 1 p.m. on October 13th, I had nobody left to fight. And it was really strange. And I was at a place where I kind of had to find myself again. I was very overweight for who I am. And I remember I saw this commercial about this bike. I didn't do any research on it. And like the third time I saw the commercial at the end of November, I just went online and I ordered it. I didn't know that there was a Facebook community. I didn't know that there was, I didn't know there was like some type of etiquette to getting the bike and then doing rides. Like I didn't know anything. I just got it. And I told my husband, I was like, I need this so that I have some place to take this energy that I've been using to fight people and do something constructive with it, but be at home with my kids too. Cause I didn't want to, I hated going to the gym because it was like, yeah, it's a quarter mile down the road, but I have to get ready for it. I have to, you know, go there, drive there. Fight for a parking just, spot. Not, yeah, it was annoying. Yeah. It's, it, and that takes its own type of energy. Right. So that's how I got the bike. That's how I found the bike. And literally the day that they delivered it, I took the day off and a Matt Wolpers ride was coming on live in like 10 minutes. And I just jumped on a, map, a 45 minute Matt Wolpers ride. <laughs> Jump With, right in Yeah I, I mean like I really did absolutely no research I didn't know anything about the instructors I didn't know anything about the types of classes I, di- I didn't know anything I just did it And I actually didn't find the Facebook community Until like the end of January Whoa Mm-hmm. That's a long time That's I know I, I just didn't even think to look But my friend Kelsey got one And so she started inviting me to all these Peloton Facebook groups and I was like Holy moly <laughs> I was like this is crazy <laughs> Yeah there's There's a, a couple there's a couple out there Yeah yeah way back then You know a year ago yeah. um, <laughs> It was a little bit different I was just thinking like 
Obviously, I don't know firsthand, but for you to just be like, oh, I'll just take this ride at random, and then it's Matt Wilpers. Well, yeah. Was it a power zone training, or was it like a metrics ride, or what was it? Do you remember? You know, I, I don't think that he was actually like really doing the power zone training at that point. I don't remember, but I, I feel like it was a metrics ride. Okay. And... I mean, it was really hard for the first week, just like everybody else. My butt was killing me, but (laughs) just, you know, I I seriously almost put like a towel underneath my butt at one point, but (laughs) just, I just loved, like, I don't think I got a shout out my first ride. I, I really don't remember, but I just loved the fact that I had this tool in my house that was able to take all this negative energy that I had before and turn it into something good and turn it into something that was helping me. You know, because like, like I didn't have any hobbies. I didn't have anything I really liked to do anymore after my daughter was diagnosed just because I lived in this this bubble. Yeah. And for me to have something in my room, because that's where my Peloton is, that I can just get up and do it whenever I want to get some energy out and to, you know, I really wanted to lose weight, too. Which It was just like, it was amazing. And my daughters could sit in there with me when I was doing it. And it was just amazing. So before the bike, had you had, had any sort of fitness regimen before? I know that like immediately before the bike, no. But prior, like in your... Yeah, did you grow up taking sport, you know, playing, doing sports? Playing softball or, you know... Yeah, you know, actually, when I was growing up, I was a gymnast. Um, that kind of turned into diving. And then I also did I did softball and cheerleading as well. I had my daughter, my oldest daughter named Riley. She is 10 years old. So I had her when I was 24 by myself. And I was actually in really good shape when I had her. And I, you know, like I always like took her to parks and we played a lot. I didn't necessarily exercise all the time, but I was actually in really good shape when I got pregnant with Gwenny. Um, which is my second daughter. But then once she was born, life just totally changed. Like my, yeah. my entire life changed when she was born. Yeah, because because you had to you had to deal with a lot of things that you didn't have to deal with with Riley. Right. I mean, life well, kind of right. changed. Yeah, like it was different with Riley because I was I was completely by myself with Riley. Then I didn't know any better. So I just I just did it with Riley. You know, I think with Gwenny. And I know people don't like to talk about this, but I think I had a little bit of um, postpartum depression with Gwenny. And that kind of spun its web into when I realized there was something wrong with Gwenny, which was about nine months old. And after that, it was just like I said, like I was just fighting everybody I could find to try to figure out what's going on with her. And so from nine months to three and a half, that's all I did. I went to every doctor I could find. I went to every person that would listen to me to try to figure out what was going on. So my entire life took a backseat. Thankfully, I was very successful at work and I still was able to do what I had to do for work. But everything else took a backseat. And and so then you, know, you had to like now you have the peloton or then then you get this resolved it, it, finding it's not resolved resolved but like finding right. some kind of answer to what's going on at least you have a concrete step to take but now there's this big hole in your life because all your time was taken up so I, I think it's really smart that you filled it with that you know it's like similar to people who go through a breakup a divorce things like that you have all this time and energy and all these emotions that you can't. You have to go through them. I mean, you know that you can't just yeah. you can't just you know turn it off. And and a lot of people fill it with things that aren't healthy. And you have to choose what to fill it with. You know, do you do something? Some people fill it with 
drugs. Some people fill it with alcohol. Some people fill it with TV. Um, and you filled it with exercise. So that's good for you. Yeah, and I really, I wanted to because I... Before I got pregnant with Gwenny, I was I was actually really into spinning, and I was very into um, a lot of cross training. I was getting my muscles really toned, so I, I really enjoyed. I've always enjoyed working out, but when you go through something like what we went through to get this diagnosis, which Gwenny's at the time that she was diagnosed, she was one of ten kids in the world. Now she's like one of sixty, but That's you crazy. just you completely lose yourself. Yeah, and I didn't even know who I was. Yeah, I, like, I, I, that totally makes sense to me. You just you had to put everything aside, like you said. Everything else took a back seat. So I I completely get that, and it's it's hard because you also have to be strong and be a mom and do all the thing and and you still had Riley, so you still had to take care of Riley, and you still had to take care of work and yeah. Go and, through. And Gwenny still needs to be taken care of just because she had a disability. Does yeah. it, like I still had to be a mom. You know, right. I still had to to show up and and do everything I had to do. Thankfully, my husband has the exact opposite personality of me. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, he was really the yin to my yang during the whole time because he like he knew that there was a need to find out what was going on. But he was kind of able to be like the cool, calm and collected one during all that. So it was a it was a very nice balance that I'm very thankful my kids had. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Two of you would have been dangerous. (laughs) Opposites attract mm-hmm. For a reason That's right We do a lot of stuff like that Oh we totally do stuff like that Where it's like You're wigging out And I'm like eh, It's gonna be cool Yeah Or vice versa Yeah Like in Walmart <laughs> <laughs> That's daring To go into Walmart period Yeah, yeah Exactly Exactly <laughs> So um, is it is it okay to talk about Are you comfortable talking about Like what her diagnosis is And what the situation Absolutely. is Absolutely Okay yeah, you know, so Gwenny, on our, th- that day on October 13th, she when they called me, they told me that she had a mutation in her SOX5 gene, which is SOX5. And what the geneticist told me was, we don't really have a whole lot of information on this. You will learn more than we will ever know. Good luck. <laughs> wow. So a Shorter right, phone call and, than and, you anticipated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So I'm like, like and it's so funny and because you wait for this moment for so long where you're like all right i'm going to get the diagnosis you never know when it's going to come but you heighten it up you're like what am i going to do am i going to cry am i going to faint am i going to like what am i going to do and you do nothing and it happens and it's over and then you just have to you have to figure out what you're going to do next so i told my close family i really didn't know what to tell them because i did again there was one article when i googled this gene so I didn't know what to do. So I actually, two days later, I went out and I got a rare genetics tattoo and I got it on my wrist. And I remember I posted it to Facebook and for the first time ever, I don't know why I used a hashtag, the hashtag socks five. And when I clicked it, I found 10 families that had the same thing. Wow. Which was amazing. And that's kind of how it started. So that was in like October-ish still. Then CHOP told me, I we go to the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. CHOP okay. told me that there was one other person that was diagnosed there and that they would get me in touch with her. Oh. And she was also much older. So, so they thought that she was like 18 years old. So I was like, I need to get in touch with this mom because I don't know. I need to like know things about this. I need to know what the future looks like. Well, they would not connect me with her. And I every two weeks I would call them and say, where are we with this? And they would not connect me. 
So I came home from work one day in January and I decided I was going to make a video to try to find her. And I made this video. It's it's seriously me sitting there like holding eight by 10 pieces of paper saying I'm looking for somebody. That video was viewed over 200,000 times in less than 24 hours. Wow. <laughs> and I found her in 23 hours. <laughs> <laughs> the power and, of social media. Right. And that's kind of when the Sox 5 gene kind of had it became had a name. You know, it got us a lot of exposure and it actually helped us find a lot more people. So when you get a diagnosis like this and when you have something that's so rare, a lot of people don't realize that you are actually you and a couple other families are the pioneers of this. So you have to start the nonprofit. You have to find the geneticist who's going to do research on it. You have to educate the entire world as to what this gene is what it does what the symptoms are everything like i started the facebook page i started the website a lot of other moms have helped me along the way but we have done all this on our own without the help of anybody and it's just it's insane to think about how much work goes into this but not only that but how amazing these parents are that are going to help future kids to come because we've done so much we've made a much smoother path than what we had just a year and a half ago which is amazing yeah because you okay so you have so at this point you guys have uh found how many people i believe we're at 62 yeah so you've you went from only 10 in the world to now Mm -hmm. 62 a year and a half later you have the facebook page but then so you also have a new organization that you've put together, right? I have. So what Gwenny has is called Lamb Schaefer Syndrome. It's Lamb hyphen Schaefer Syndrome. And Lamb Schaefer Syndrome has two nonprofits associated to it. One of them is mine and one of them is my friend's. Oh. Uh, my friend Megan started Wait. Harper's Quest. And Harper's Quest is to simply raise money for SOX5 gene research. And they've done amazing. They're the ones that hired our geneticist that's working on it now. Oh, And then I started one that's called Show Me Your Genes, G-E-N-E-S. Okay. And the purpose of Show Me Your Genes is to raise awareness about the importance of genetic testing in kids with developmental disabilities. And And the reason being is because a lot of kids are misdiagnosed and don't get genetic testing when really there is a gene that's faulty and they could actually learn a lot more about their kid and learn what treatments are right for their child, find support groups with people that have children just like yours, raise awareness about it, you know? Yeah. And what kind of things do, what misdiagnoses are there? (laughs) How'd they get it wrong? (laughs) How'd they get it wrong? Yeah. So I would say 95% of our Lamb Schaefer kids were diagnosed with autism. And I appreciate the diagnosis of autism. I really do. I just... There's no borders for autism anymore. And what makes that bad is that you have these autistic classrooms in schools now. And there's no defined structure of what autism is. So it's really difficult for the autistic teachers to provide proper teaching for an entire classroom of 
of autistic kids when none of them really have the same characteristics. Yeah, I mean, there's already, like, within autism, it can manifest itself in different ways. But then if you chuck in a couple kids that don't really have it, and now the things that they've been taught that might be effective, I mean, they're not going to be effective. Yeah, it's like throwing it's like throwing a dart at a dartboard. You just yeah. have no idea what you're going to get. It's like throwing a dart at a basket of, of fruit. <laughs> like it's like yeah. not a dart. It's not even at a dartboard. You're just, you're just yeah, like, there's no dartboard. There's just right. like air, and you're just yeah. throwing darts. Right. And it's just unfortunate. And I that's where my passion lies. And show me your genes because. I didn't accept that diagnosis. Like, I would not allow anybody to put that in Gwenny's chart that she had autism because I knew that she didn't have it. And what made you so sure? Like, because I know autism can, it it is a spectrum. And so there can be all kinds of different characteristics. And you obviously know your daughter. So I don't mean that in a challenging way. I'm just, I'm always curious about like, there's an intuition that, you know, moms have. And I'm, I'm curious what specifically was your intuition that no, this is not right. So my biggest, the reason I knew that Gwenny didn't have autism was because she is like the happiest kid on the face of the planet. And she's so content and she's so, she goes with the flow and she's also very, very, very social. Now there are autistic kids that are social, but she just didn't have any, she didn't have that, you know, like if, so autism is diagnosed with something called an M chat, which is a piece of paper that they like make check marks on and then a psychiatrist. And she would have passed both of those things. But she just didn't present autistic, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Like when you saw her on paper. Yeah, sure. She might have. But when you saw her, she did not present autistic at all. Because she is so affectionate and she's so, like you said, happy go lucky and easy to. Because a lot of a lot of kids with autism, no matter what where they are on the spectrum, they tend to be kind of like need their structure. They need things specifically done the certain way. Absolutely. And, And, you know, there's. I'm like that too, you know, but like, um, <laughs> a lot of, but as we get to what? adults, I think a lot of us do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I'm so stuck in my ways, but, um, but yeah, so I just knew that she wasn't. And, and I think it's a lot of mother's intuition. Like five years ago, I didn't know what genetics was like. I, and that's why I advocate for genetics so much because there's so many misconceptions. People think that you have to have like six arms to have a genetic syndrome or that you have to look a little bit off or that it's, inherited from one of the parents so you would already know like there's so many common misconceptions about genetic testing which is why I try to have such a a large voice as to what genetic testing actually is and that's why show me your genes is really so important to me and it's um show me your genes too just uh, to kind of sidetrack a little bit it's actually it was founded as a thank you to the geneticist that actually finally found my daughter's issues and that uh-huh. geneticist is up in the Children's Hospital of Boston. He's actually the one that ordered us a test. Uh-huh. And um, I asked him afterward, I said, like, after the video happened, we had a big platform. And I was like, what can I help you with? And he said, we need to get insurance companies on board with genetic testing. And we need to educate people about what genetic testing is. And I was like, I like it. So that's kind of how it happened. And, and who do you recommend gets the genetic testing? What I always say to people is I say significant developmental delays. So not every kid that's not speaking at two, you know, but like when there is a laundry list of issues that are going on with their child or if they're having failure to thrive, which means that they're not progressing, then 
genetic testing is is really needed for a couple reasons because you do want to know what's going on with your child but with the full exome sequencing test which is the only one that can diagnose what my daughter has you also find out if there's a carrier of that gene that could affect future children or Mm. your kids kids Mm. yeah that would be important to know for me that's really important and that's why a lot we're finding that some older kids with developmental disabilities or intellectual disabilities are being tested, but the parents are having them tested to know if their siblings could possibly carry whatever they have. Wow. So uh, I want to circling back a little bit when you were saying that, like you refused to let the doctors put a diagnosis of autism in, in her medical record. Did you get pushback from that? Did they think that you were like just one of those parents has like, you know, no kid of mine's going to have autism or what, you know, or, or did they, did they just kind of say, okay, like how, how did that play out? So it, the neurologist was the one, my, I had three different neurologists. The second one wanted to put it on there. And I, I just flat out told her, no, I said that she doesn't have it. And she was like, she's like, I kind of agree with you, but it, getting the autistic diagnosis would get you more services. Ah, and gotcha. I, I just said, I don't need that. Like I'm good to get my daughter's services. I'll do whatever okay. I have to do. But so, so she was trying to be helpful. I mean, like in her mind, she was being helpful. It wasn't absolutely, like, yeah. yeah, she wasn't like saying like, you're crazy. She has autism. You don't know what you're talking about. You know, she was saying like, let's put it on there so that when has the best access to services. And I said, I don't want it on there because I'll never get it off. Yeah. And I Damn, don't want right. her labeled autistic when she's not autistic. Like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this and I'm going to find out what she has. And I did. Man, it's funny because they, they talk about how, you know, that there's been this upswing in autism diagnosis and everybody treats it like it's a medical thing. Like, like, what does that mean? Like, is it coming from a certain area? Is it like, is it in the water? Vaccines is all those sorts of conspiratorial things that people point to and it's like then it makes you hear this and you're like well maybe it's just doctors are checking the box because it gets people services i think it's a lot of things you know i think that there are no boundaries for autism anymore there used to be something called asperger's they've thrown that into autism now so they it's so easy to get that diagnosis and i think that what the autistic community is missing is that they're going to uh, there's actually there's a geneticist in Toronto that I found and he has found 300 different genes associated with autism. Whoa. Yikes. Right. And uh, granted, there's so much to genetics that I don't understand that, you know, some gene mutations or deletions or partial deletions, it, it could possibly be environmental. Mm. So I never want to discount that. But for Gwenny, hers it's like this little tiny protein that just didn't form right when she was in my stomach. Wow. Yeah. And we know it happens in utero because there was actually one child that the parent found out while she was in utero, while the oh. baby was in utero. So, wow. So, You're such yeah, a good and, mom. <laughs> and it's like to go back to the Peloton, you know, when you get a diagnosis like that, where it didn't come from my husband or I, you know, right. so I couldn't place blame on myself or my husband. Absolutely. You start looking at every single thing you did when you were sure. pregnant. Oh, and my you, God. you yeah. try to play the blame game like bad. And it took me a while to get past that. I'm sure. I mean, I know I beat myself up over everything. I, I can't even imagine that's You know, and that's a thing, you know, not to get all cosmic or, you know, 
No, I'm totally into that stuff. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but it's like, but like, you know, you kind of have to wonder if like that happened to you versus somebody like me because you can handle that. You can get to the point where you can separate yourself from that and learn that you didn't do it versus somebody who wouldn't be able to get to that point, you know? You know, something that a lot of people say in the special needs world is that God only gives you what you can handle, you know? And it's so funny. I always tell people when they say that to me, I say, you know, God or whoever, which higher power you believe in, didn't decide to like throw a pile of bricks on my back one day to see how long it was going to take me to break. You know, <laughs> I, like I fully believe that Gwenny was always my child. I feel like she was given to me as a gift and I was supposed to do something with that gift. I don't believe that you go through struggles in your life to not teach or inspire other people. That's just my own personal belief. And I think also when you say that you're like, Oh, I couldn't have handled it. I mean, you kind of just have to. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, Megan, but I bet if you could go back in time and and somebody asked you 10 years ago, could you handle this? You'd probably have been like, no. Like, you know, <laughs> you you know, like you'd been like, no, I can't. I I couldn't handle it. And then but then here you are knocking it out of the park. You really right, are. And that's a, and you know, nobody nobody can handle special needs kids, but man, I will tell you. I actually, I was telling Crystal, I just listened to the podcast that you guys just put out yesterday. I'm, I'm Forgive me, I forget the gentleman's name, but he was talking about ADHD. Peter Shankman. Right. He was so on point when he said that medication is taking away from these kids' gifts because special needs kids have this light about them. They don't know jealousy. They don't know greed. They don't know all these evils to the world. And you get to live vicariously through them when you watch them. And quite honestly, it's breathtaking to see. And I am so thankful I was given the opportunity to have somebody in my life that could show me a different side of the world. And I, I've always said that, yes, it's hard. Yes, I cry sometimes. Yes, it's it's challenging. But at the same time, I would never want to change Gwenny for anything in my entire life. Because she has given so much to me and so much to so many other people that it's just, it's incredible. So how does this manifest itself? Like, what were the things that you noticed? What what are her developmental? So this the SOX5 gene, it is, you know, how you have different parts of your brain, you know. And if you mm-hmm. think about the fact that those different parts of your brain have to connect to each other mm-hmm. and talk to each other. Those that is called white matter cells, what connects the different parts of your brain. And the SOX5 gene is that development of those white matter cells. Oh, so it's like a big, huge, gross motor delay on everything for Lamb Schaefer syndrome. So, like, uh, Gwenny's almost five right now, and she might get a three word sentence out, but it won't be like a a typical sentence that you'd be used to hearing, gotcha. you know, and she's got this vision impairment, which is called cortical visual impairment. And it's when the cerebral part of your brain, which is in the back of your brain, isn't understanding what your eyes are telling it. Oh. So she has a lot of issues with like what you would consider depth perception. So like going downstairs is very challenging for her. Mm. She, oh, she has scoliosis, which is another big symptom of lamb schaefer syndrome they all have hypotonia and what hypotonia is is the brain's ability to create muscle mass 
some people call it low muscle tone. And it's so funny because like everybody says, oh, can't they just like do crunches or something? And the muscle tone, <laughs> you know, and it's like, it doesn't really work that way. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's why I have low muscle tone. <laughs> that's, if it's a disorder, that's different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Actually, Tom, you get along with my husband really well. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so those are the most common symptoms. It's, it's, it's funny because everybody's different, you know, everybody right. is really good at something and struggles with something else. And it's the same in special needs worlds. And it's the same in Lamb Schaefer world. Not every single kid is exactly the same, but it's amazing to see the similarities. We, um, last October, October 7th of 2017, we had our first Sox five meetup in Baltimore and we were able to get eight families from all over the world to come together for the first time. And it was amazing because I had only ever met an adult with Sox 5. Right. So I was able to meet other kids. And, you know, these people just become your family, too. So I got to meet, like, my best friends that I've never met before. Aww. <laughs> So mm-hmm. it, it was, I, I know Crystal's seen the video. It was yeah, just, it's it was amazing. Oh, it was, it's a tearjerker for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that in the best way possible. <laughs> yeah, we had a videographer and a photographer come, so we didn't have to worry about taking pictures and capturing moments and stuff like that. I just wanted everybody to just enjoy themselves. So I'm, I'm so thankful that we did that. Yeah, that that's, was smart that's on smart. your part. Then you can just be in the moment. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I didn't want everybody like on their cell phones, like trying to be like, oh, let's get a selfie, you know? Like, <laughs> right. <just wanted> to... <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> no, totally. I'm all about selfies. Come on. <laughs> there's a time and a place. That's right. That's right. Totally. So what are your goals for Show Me Your Jeans? Like, where, where do you want it to go? So Show Me Your Jeans, I, our first goal for the year is to get raise enough money to get as many kids tested as we possibly can. Okay. What we are going to do with that is retain the information that they received about the diagnosis and then follow up with those families about what types of services they received based on that diagnosis and how their child has succeeded with those therapies. And we're going to put a big research article together to present to as many insurance companies as I can find to show them the value of this test. Because right and now hope, the insurance companies don't pay for it at all, right? They a lot of them won't. No, it's it's a you know it's an expensive test. It's like a four thousand dollar test. Oh, right. And a lot of people pay out of pocket for it. I would have. Yeah. Just to know, I absolutely would have. So we want everybody have to have an option to get that test done whether insurance companies will pay for it or not so we're raising money to give families those the ability to get that test and we actually we partnered with a very large commercial lab called GeneDx, and they are helping us make the process very smooth to get the genetic testing done for these kids and then once we have insurance companies on board which hopefully we will we're really going to focus on gene research for nonprofits like Harper's Quest and other really rare genetic syndromes that don't have a lot of funding. I guess in a broader sense, what is it that you would kind of like the world to know about 
I was, I'm afraid I'm always going to say it wrong. Lamb Schaefer Center. Did I say it right? Yeah, no, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Um, I'm always afraid I'm going to say it wrong. Something like, like not just this specifically, but in situations. In like, general. That I'm going to say it wrong. <laughs> and it's like so important to the other person, which I get. And then I, and then they're like, how dare you? <laughs> Megan's pretty nice. <laughs> I'm pretty laid back. I'm good. <laughs> but this is where they um, snap. <laughs> what, what, what did you say? I said, but this is where they snap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is where you see their true colors. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, I would like the world to know that special needs kids are nothing to be afraid of. They're actually like five years ago, I was terrified of special needs kids and I didn't know what to do with them, you know, and I didn't know how to act around them. I didn't know how to communicate with them. I didn't know how to I was I was scared. So if I could project anything onto the world, it would be to not be afraid of special needs kids and don't be afraid to ask the parents questions and don't be afraid to talk to them. Cause like when I go to the grocery store and if there's, you know, a, a special needs person bagging at the end, I always just sit and talk to them and listen to what they have to say because they have so much insight into the world because they see it differently. Yeah. That's you know? a really good point. And it's actually, I have my own beliefs about some of this stuff, but, um, they know so much. And if you could just sit down and listen to a special needs child or adult or whatever, you would learn a lot and you would see this light. We always call socks five socks five sunshine because they have this <laughs> light about them that is so lost in today's world because everybody's worried about how fast they can get somewhere and how quick they can get something done. These kids could care less about that. And just the light that they project is just so special. Wow. I know you and I have talked about um, special needs kids before. When you wrote that uh, blog about Halloween specifically, that one stands out to me. And you talked about how, you know, that kids might, if they're grabbing two or three pieces of candy, it might not be on purpose. Maybe they don't have the motor skills and um, just kind of things like that. And it really made me look at that differently, like look at special needs kids differently and look at yeah. them more the same as I look at everybody else. Yeah, they're just, they're amazing little beings, you know. It's, it's, <laughs> I, it, there's, there's almost a certain evolution about them to where I think that they, in some ways, are actually ahead of the rest of humans, you know. Yeah. So I, I just, I think they're all amazing. Like, it's so funny. Um, Brianna, who's the one I was searching for in that video, they live about an hour away from me. And she just turned 21. And we went to her 21st birthday party and it was like her and all of her friends in the basement dancing and having (laughs) fun. And I was just sitting there like listening to them talk and watching them. And it's just, it's just amazing. It's amazing. (laughs) Just how free they are. They don't have, yeah, you know, they don't give a crap. They're like getting down with their dancing and like (laughs) whatever, you know, they don't care at all. They don't care about how they look. They don't care about what their friends think about them. They don't care about anything. They just want to eat cake, have a good time, and smile. You know, is that a, is that a unique take? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Why doesn't everyone want to eat cake and smile? Like, right? <laughs> and yet That's we all worry about everybody else. Yeah. There are a lot of carbs in it. That's there are true. carbs in cake, but you know what? There's a lot of happiness that comes with cake too. That is true. Yes, it's mostly you know, it's- in the icing. <laughs> It's so funny, Tom. I was thinking about you. I I was going to tell you guys a little bit about my weight loss journey, too. And I was one of the things I was going to say to you was... um, And you still can. 
<laughs> okay. I eat one Reese's peanut butter cup every day. <laughs> How do you eat just one, Megan? Because I give the other one to my daughter or my husband. That, that was my first thought. I was like, well, what, do you have like a special Tupperware container for the other? Like, where's the other going? <laughs> And you're, I you're, buy them in a pack of two And I yeah. eat one every day And I think it's just good for the soul It's like eating a Twix that's, <laughs> One Twix stick yeah. Man, I don't know if I'd be able to do that Yeah, that's like that's like. Well, uh, there's two Pop-Tarts in here But one should be plenty <laughs> That's Get sent straight to the psych ward Saying stuff like that Eat that both the Pop-Tarts and, and I know we we talked a lot about Show Me Your Jeans and Gwenny and your journey with that, but but yeah, tell us your weight loss journey. So when when I got my Peloton, I was like 190 pounds, which for me that's a lot. Like I know that everybody's body it's different. For me, that's a lot of extra weight. So it's really funny because I have always been somebody that just. I just do my own thing. You know, I don't follow trends. I actually stay away from trends. Um, I don't follow like diets or whatever. I just do what I think is going to work for me. So I actually, I don't know like how I thought of this, but with the whole depression thing I went through, I started to put a lot of connections with the food I was eating and how it was making me feel. Hmm. So a lot of people do food journals about calories I did a food journal about the way that the food I was eating made me feel. So I would like eat a bag of Doritos and right after I'd be like, oh my gosh, I feel so bad about this. I can't believe I just ate that bag of Doritos. I hate myself for that, you know? And it was like a big correlation with the depression because it was like, I was like purposely eating food to make me feel bad about myself. So once I kind of realized that I started, I didn't, automatically change everything like I started turning the Doritos into like carrots you know that would actually make me feel good about myself after I ate it so but they taste mm -hmm. like carrots (laughs) I actually really like carrots That might just be a you thing. Oh, okay, Tom. I was like, but I know but, it's a veg. Yeah, it's a vegetable, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Glad I'm not Tom the only one like that does that. I know. I listen yeah. to that. <laughs> um, I put a lot in that, and um, and I lost 50 pounds just by like listening to the way my body wanted me to feel good, you know. And it it, it made my rides better. I was getting stronger. It made my mood better. It made my patience better with my kids. It, it just, it completely changed everything. I mean, I give a lot of kudos to Peloton for helping me get through a really difficult time. Um, in January of last year, I went through something that was really, really unfortunate. And for the first time in my life, I give myself a little bit of credit for this too, but I also give it to Peloton. Peloton allowed me a chance to actually like ride through my issues. So I would get on the bike and I'd be going through this thing I was going through and I would just ride through it. I would cry on the bike. I would meditate on the bike. I would think about what happened that day on the bike. And for the first time in my life, I like face all of these issues head on, which I think really changed my entire mindset about life. And over the past year, it's probably been like the most transforming year uh, mentally and physically of my life because of that. Wow. And and didn't didn't that kind of inspire you to to start a new Instagram account? It did. Um, I've been very into mindfulness and people, they either get a little bit weird about the meditation and, and mindfulness thing. 
But meditation, Colleen actually has meditation classes on Beyond the Ride. It's not like sitting there with your thumbs to your middle finger and like humming, you know, (laughs) it's like I meditate in the morning when I'm getting up and I just all I do is I sit there and I listen to myself breathe. And that's the only thing I focus on is my breath. And it just centers me. And it just, for me, it just starts my day off well. So through that, I started to get into this mindful journey to where I'm just aware of what's happening around me. And I'm really able to um, kind of like make sure that I'm focusing on the good things instead of constantly focusing on the bad things. Because I think a lot of people forget that they have a choice in life on whether or not they can focus on something that's beneficial to them and that will help them or if they want to focus on something that hurts them. And that is a choice that we all make every single day of our lives. And as you start consciously making those choices and start being a little bit more mindful about how your mind takes you somewhere, it it really just kind of changes your life in a way. Like I always thought of mindfulness as being out of touch with reality when really you're actually thinking about what really matters in your life. I think that's very wise. I, I know when I was having a real difficult day, uh, you, you, you were telling me that something that I won't forget. I even told Tom about it at the time that you said that, you know, you learned from that. And so, you know, that that sucked. And now you learned from it. So you're smarter. Now use that. And uh, that was really, really good advice. You give good advice. Well, thank you. Um, Thank you. Uh, Yeah, you know, because you have two choices. You know, you always have two choices and you have a third choice, too, but you always have two choices. You can either sit there and cry about it, which is fine, or you can make it into a positive, which why wouldn't you if you can? You know, if you can learn from it and you can take pieces of a tragic event out that'll teach you something for the next time. Why wouldn't you? You know, absolutely. It reminds me of something I read from someone once that said uh, they said that uh, there are two ways to learn education and experience and education is learning the lesson and taking the test and experience is taking the test and then learning the lesson. Mm, That's kind of profound. You might not like it when I tell you who said it. (laughs) Who said it? David Lee Roth. But. It's like as long as it wasn't your ex-wife. Yeah, I'm good. I know. <laughs> yeah, I will put no like anything into what your wife says. Sorry. Yeah, ex-wife, ex-wife. Ex- sorry, ex. Yes. Jeez, sorry. No, because like, my my wife says wonderful things. I know. I really I mean, like your wife. I'm yeah, sorry me about too. That. Well, we're in agreement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was totally funny. I, I read that. I was just like, man, that makes a lot of. And I'm like, David Lee Roth. That's okay. Wouldn't have expected any yeah. profoundness. I guess he talks a mile a minute. He's going to get something. Some <laughs> some right's going to fall out of that at some point, right? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty deep for for David Levi. But I mean, it's 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 on point. You know, like you. Yeah, it's true. If you could just change one thought in your mind every day to something that's beneficial to you, you it's just it's it's amazing what your own thoughts can do to your own psyche. You know. So true. And I will say, Christine is freaking amazing with that stuff. I do uh, something once a month with her, which is called her word shop. Yes. And just to be clear for anybody listening, Christine Diercole. Yes, sorry. (laughs) Or at least you think that's how it's pronounced. Dude, that's why I didn't say her last name. (laughs) Tom LaBelle says it that way, so I'm going with that. (laughs) If if Captain Tom says it, it's true. Okay. Is that now, is that the same person as? Tom Lebel? <laughs> Lebel? <Is> that- 
I'm seeing him next weekend, and I'm totally going to be calling them all weekend. I love Tom LaBelle. Oh, my God. I love him. I know. He's great. So I'm like, if... If you would call me a part of any like group, I, first of all, I'm an equal opportunity instructor, writer. You know, I, yes, I, I, I think they all have their their really amazing points. And that's why I really don't like when people ask like, "Who's your favorite instructor?" Because it's like, dude, like they all every, are. I know, like, come on, like they're all. Look at them, for God's sake. <laughs> but uh, I'm a big fan of the HR crew. That's kind of where I found my, my people, I guess you could say. And, uh, between Tom and Roger, who I don't know if you know this, Tom, but there is somebody in Peloton land that has a leaderboard named snot rockets. <laughs> I know that. I don't know. I don't know if Tom knew that or not. I feel like he did. Cause I feel like she's asking you if you knew that Roger had the leaderboard name snot rockets. Do you remember that? That sounds vaguely familiar. Because I remember hearing, I thought I thought maybe he left a review. I want to say he left a review a okay. long time ago. But I, I feel like at some point that came up. Or maybe I just like to say it's not rocket, so I told oh, I you say about it, it. I say it a lot. <laughs> that when I, when, Whenever I would like need a name of, like when I was trying to make a joke and I needed a name of a fictional like metal band. It was not rocket. It was not rocket. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, his is a little bit of, his has a different meaning. He's actually a NASA engineer. Um, so. So his takes on a little bit of a different life, but he and his wife, who is known as Fun Julie, like they are just I go up to New York with them all the time and we have so much fun together. Like me and like all the HR people, we just we all just have a blast together. We're all really laid back and we all just, you know, it's just fun. With them. I'm so jealous. You live so close that you can do that. So I know I go all the time. I feel so bad. You don't. You don't I feel don't. bad. I don't. <laughs> it's like sorry, not sorry. I'm gonna be like texting Crystal pictures from the train next week when I'm going up. And like, like no. Even though my foot's freaking broken, I'm like going up to torture myself next weekend. Yeah, you can't ride, right? Or can you no. ride? You're, are you, so you're not gonna get on the bike. You're just gonna look I'm, at it. I'm gonna get on one ride, and I'm. I'll do like the, you know, my cap output will be like nine, you know. <laughs> so. <laughs> How are you going to do a bike ride? When She's you, got a boot on. But you can't. Yeah. Can you still do it? I she thought. She just goes real slow. She sends me pictures all the time. She's on, I know. She's like real slow. I, on a 40. I, I, I'm going to brag on myself a little bit here. <laughs> on a 45 minute ride, I got a total output of 34. Damn. <laughs> I don't like think many people can accomplish something like that. <laughs> Actually, so, it's, that's true. Yeah. It's hard to. <laughs> and it's funny. I was uh, sending pictures to Crystal. She was like, you better be careful. <laughs> but let's be real. I was walking on my foot for six weeks before I knew it was broken. So, yeah. which just for the record, we all told you to go to the doctor way before I that. did. <laughs> She's probably a little tired of doctors. Oh, yeah. That's fair. I, that's, <laughs> that's fair. It's funny because um, I... I'm work, I go to the chiropractor all the time and I, I love the chiropractor and we're actually going to be working together to do some um, like a series of videos for special needs parents because Tom you're actually like right on point with that is that all of us are so fatigued from doctor's appointments that we rarely go to doctors ourselves makes sense so we're going to be kind of putting something together where people can like work on lower back pain at home and stuff so they don't have to go out if they don't want to <laughs> so treat yourself <laughs> yeah like here like just do this and you'll be fine you know that's yeah that's that's really I, it's funny i was being silly that i look I'm, i feel like david Lee roth right now <laughs> yeah, no, you are on a point like totally on point we hate going to doctor's appointments for ourselves because we like 
we are constantly at doctor's appointments for our kids. It does make sense. Yeah, I hate going to the doctor for any reason. I know. I always have to. It's a it's a role reversal. Normally, it's the it's the boy in the relationship that won't go to the doctor, and and I'm always like, you have to go. I went. <laughs> I'm like, fine. Yeah. I will go. You don't like going either, Crystal? I really don't. It's just, it's an inconvenience, you know? And, and like, everyone in my family has had cancer of Which some kind. Which is why you go. And they, like, it's just, I just, I don't want to hear the news. Like, I just, I know that it's going to happen at some point. And I just, like, I don't want to go. That's why you go and catch it early. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. So, you're getting, you're getting a microcosm into our argument yes. about it. It's not an argument, because I'm right. Tom, I'm on your team on this. See? <laughs> Megan, now he's... I'm team Tom. Thanks, yeah. Megan. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love you. I still love well, you. I just want you to be healthy. How is there a clip out without you? I'm not going to know when he went on the bike. Um, by the way, can I please congratulate the hell out of you guys for being able to interview John Foley? Oh, thank you. I'm so excited. First of all, I, I want to congratulate you on that, but I think I more so want to congratulate Crystal that she was able to keep that secret for as long as she did. Oh, my God. You have no idea how hard that was. It was very I, hard. I cannot imagine. She was like, well, I think I can just, I'm like, don't tell anybody. I know. I was like, but but can I just like give him a hint? No. no. And I was like, oh, but I want to them so bad I'm like you don't want to screw it up I'm like yeah that was so funny because when I like I as soon as I got that email I opened up the schedule and I was like what <laughs> and then I think the first text I said is how did you keep this a secret you bitch I know right I, know. I have to be nice <laughs> it was implied yeah I totally heard it I totally heard it <laughs> but she was like people are gonna be mad that I didn't tell I was like you can't tell no I'm no. like if that starts I just want to, to make spread. sure I get a ticket so I was like Crystal like you, you gotta use it. like I will be on that website at 11.45 you know Eastern Because I gotta be there At 10.45 That's why I was like You can't say it You already have a ticket I know I have a ticket For that But I gotta go get my rides (laughs) Oh okay I'm like like, It's ah You have no idea The pressure Tom I'm pretty sure They'll let you in (laughs) So what advice Do you have for people That are uh, just now Getting their bikes My advice To people that are Just getting their bikes Is to live by The following quote That (laughs) we are big In the heart rate Training with it's strive for progress not perfection very nice that was from david lee roth <laughs> is it no just, but wouldn't it be great if it was <laughs> yeah that totally would have. yeah it's from sammy Jesus hagar first, actually it's from sammy hagar <laughs> he doesn't know no, yeah, I, I mean like everybody talks about the leaderboard and people's numbers and stuff like just Focus on your own progress and watch yourself get stronger and let that be enough i think that's a wonderful advice I like it. And I'm I, already I need used- to tell that to myself a lot. <laughs> Same. <laughs> yes, you do. Don't point that finger at me. <laughs> she didn't know I was pointing until you outed me. Your voice said it. Oh. Well, that's good because I wouldn't want her to think I was pointing my finger at her. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see that. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your leaderboard name and how'd you come up with it? <laughs> Mine is so creative. <laughs> Mine is the Megan, um, and it actually it, had, it does have a good story behind it. So I wanted this bike to be like mine, like my thing. It's mine. Nobody else. It's just me. So right. I didn't want to put like special needs mom or Lamb Schaefer mom or anything like that because I just wanted it to be something that was just for me. That's so smart. That's why I chose the Megan. It did come after the Fred. <laughs> 
<laughs> However, I did not know there was a The Fred because I didn't even know that there was a Facebook community. <laughs> right, right, right. But uh. The Fred and I have joined forces and recruited a lot of other thes. So we have fun. <laughs> it's, it's actually really funny. We have. <laughs> I, I have seen some of the threads and it's hilarious. Yeah. You guys crack me up. We have a good time. The Fred and I are like, we're, we're good. <laughs> I mean, you're kindred spirits. We really are. We actually, it's so funny. We met for the first time at Stephen Little's last ride. <laughs> and uh, we were like, the, like the does unite. Like we, we have this like power now. So you mean the, you mean the Stephen Little? <laughs> the, yes. Actually, well, we, we didn't allow him to take that name. He actually seems like that wouldn't be enough for him. He would be like a the Stephen Little. The, yes. It yeah, to, it's it watch that enunci- a little bit different. That's yeah. right. Watch that enunciation. But then yeah. he would be totally joking about it and like pull out his Hello Kitty mug or something. <laughs> yeah, squatty potty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, thank you very much for uh, taking the time to join us today. Yes, thank you so much. And thank, thank you for you being guys so for having me. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Well, uh, so before we go, is there somewhere people can find you if you if you want people to find you? No home addresses. Absolutely. Oh, no? Okay, good. Thanks. (laughs) That's creepy. Um, That's why I said don't do it. (laughs) So I'm actually all over the place. So I'm on Facebook, obviously, as myself. But then I have the Lamb-Schaefer Syndrome page where you can learn about more about Lamb-Schaefer Syndrome. I have the Show Me Your Genes Facebook page. And then I have the two websites in correlation with them, which is showmeyourgenes.org and lambshafer.org. And then on Instagram, um, the Megan Y. Nice. Awesome. Totally. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Yes. Thank you, Megan. Thank you. Here's today's recipe for success. So was uh, the Megan kind enough to send us the recipe? She was. And um, I don't know, Tom. You might like this. Mm. You're skeptical? Always. <laughs> well, maybe not. Because you don't like fruit. It sounds good. It's an apple pie breakfast. And you have a cup of water, three tablespoons of farina, a half chopped Granny Smith apple, a half cup of crushed walnuts, and organic maple syrup. That's it. Oh, I hate when you crush your walnuts. <laughs> Uh, You just boil one cup of water Add the farina and take it off the heat Stir until there's no lumps Add the chopped apples, crushed walnuts Mix it all together And then top with the desired amount of maple syrup Awesome Sounds super easy Love it And you know, I'm going to give I'm going to give a recipe diet tip What's that? So we recently Not recently, a couple years back We discovered the The IHOP sugar-free syrup Yes and it was surprisingly good. It is really good. It's I, like it's a little little watery. Like that takes a little. Yes, get, it's get, it's thinner. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not and not like gr- enough to be disgusting, but like it's not quite as thick as regular syrup. But it, the taste was really good. Yeah, I I will say that you know maybe not all of our listeners would be into that because they it, they may not feel it's natural enough because it it given that it's sugar free that sure. means they. Threw some other shit in yeah. there to make it work, but uh, if you're just worried about cutting calories, that's your that's your gig right there. That sugar free syrup is amazing. The IHOP is very tasty. Yeah, I was really caught off guard. Like I didn't think I was gonna like that, but I was desperate. I'm like, I'll give it a shot. And I was like, Oh, look at that. <laughs> so I guess that brings yet another episode of the clip out to a close. If people can't get enough of us, you. 
<laughs> they can get enough of me, I'm sure. Uh, where can they find you in between episodes? They can find me at facebook.com slash the clipout or Instagram and Twitter at clipout crystal and of course on the bike at clipout crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Um, if you would like to find the show proper on the internet, but when have we ever been proper? <laughs> Cooch dot. Uh, but if you would like to find the show on the internet, you can do so at the clipout.com or you can do it at facebook.com slash the clipout while you're there. Join the clipout group and you can post things and talk to us and we'll talk back. Um, sometimes we'll talk back really sassy. <laughs> Because that's what we do We do So uh, swing on by and say hi We love uh, we love to talk to people So Absolutely um, So the, uh, who Pray tell do you have in store For people next week We are going to talk to Angela Morrow Awesome She has a son She needs to name him Tom Tom Morrow Yeah <laughs> See what you did there Yeah I like it And also because Tom's an awesome name Of so, course But it would also be a nice joke Anyway Enough of that. That's what you have to look forward to next week. So thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep pedaling.